what are you aligned with? What are you, is this, this thing feeds you? Does this thing align with your morals? Does it align with your values? Are you just saying yes, this to say yes? Are you saying this because you think there's some level of validity to it? Like, who are you trying to vet? Like, who are you trying to impress? And sometimes I had to constantly ask myself that question. Like, okay, Jessica, why are you doing this? Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying, where are you trying to gain validation from? Like, because if it's for that or them or this person, then it ain't for you. Like, it's my, then you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to chase this space to be valid in. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it babe, how are you? Oh my goodness. Okay, so our guest today is someone I have met in person before. I've got to hang out with Anna a couple of times and I just totally adore her. She makes me laugh, she makes me smile and she makes you think about who you are and what you're doing. And she shares that so vulnerably with her story and how she got to where she is today. And I really found this whole interview and everything so important for us all to think about. I think it's so easy for us to look at people online and think that, oh, they've got it all together. They've got all figured out. And I'm over here, like just not knowing what's what. And the reality is, is like everybody is just trying to figure it out. And she is so amazing, brilliant, creative. And what she shares with you in this interview is hopefully inspiring for you to take time to get to know yourself. And that takes time, takes a lot of time. And you're going to hear all about that as you listen to Jessica Van. She is incredible. She's amazing. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile. And if you are watching this on YouTube, you're going to see, uh, she'll keep it interesting. (laughs) And if you're listening to it, just so you know, we do have a YouTube channel. So if you are intrigued and you want to see what's going on behind the scenes, absolutely check us out on YouTube. In the meantime, please make sure you listen to the be it action. item at the end. I promise you it's epic. I promise you it is doable and happens to be one of those things that's free you just can do. So do not miss that. Check it out, stay till the end and let us know how you are going to use these tips in your life by tagging us. Let us know in a review, however you want to do it, share it with a friend. You know, the more of us that are being it till we see it in our lives, the easier it is for everyone to show up and be it till they see it. So here is Jessica Van. All right, be it babes. I am so excited. I get to see this guest every once in a while when I hit the Chicago area or we had, we met in Denver. So I really am thrilled to bring on a friend who is a woman who has the best eyeglasses. And I'm going to be honest, you're going to love her reels. I don't scroll, but when I see her stuff, I watch the whole thing. So Jess Van, thank you so much for being our guest today. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you're rocking at these days? Hey, what is good? What's popping? What's Gucci? As the kid will say, it is me, Jess V. Uh, Jess Van. You know, all the things. <laughs> I currently am currently channel. I've been living in I, I live in Chicago. Um, originally from Lansing, Michigan, born and raised. You know, if you can if you can see me, you see me putting up the Michigan hand and the little thing. If you can hear me, go forth, my fellow Michiganders. Um originally <laughs> uh Lansing. And I moved out to Chicago to pursue a dream life, uh, be it an, as an artist or um, however the case may be. 
ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to live here. Uh, so this is just where I've been. Um, but those dreams, they came, they continue coming. Uh, they manifest in different ways and you just go, oh, okay, I guess this is what we're going to do. So I have been in Chicago now for, oh my God, it'll be almost 20 years. I moved out here out of college. So it was around 24. Wow. And my last relationship too. So that's well done. <laughs> uh, like a whole relationship. So yeah, I moved out here uh, in 24 and I've just been here ever since just, um, following hearts, uh, minds, and wherever the seasons take me here. Um, I have no intentions of going anywhere anytime soon. Um, well, I hope not. I just hope I bought a whole ass condo. So <laughs> I hope not. You just bought out. So like, you're, 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 I mean, you could rent it out, I guess, but like, that was a lot of effort to go through if you're not going to live in it. <laughs> That's a whole thing. But, uh, yes, I've been here ever since. And those who know me, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I'm, I wear many hats. Um, I have a whole full-time job here uh, where I focus on uh, volunteer engagement and civic engagement and bringing people uh, towards building a more equitable and anti-racist Chicago. Um, I'm also an actor. I'm a singer. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, those who know Leslie, who know me, will know me as a facilitator and entrepreneur and rocking these DEI, anti-racism, there'll be better people, uh, streets. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know what I, I, I love that you shared all these things because what I hope people are hearing is like, you are multifaceted in every way, but you have, you, you went off on a dream. And I think a lot of people can, you know, see and hear what you're doing today and go, Oh, well, she went to Chicago for this. And now she's doing this. And it's like, well, it's not like you gave up on any of those things, but you can have multiple things that you're doing that you're passionate about and you can make them happen. And it might not always happen the way you expected them to, but I do think sometimes people put themselves in a box and like, well, this is what I'm just this. So this is what I do. And I, I, those things must be nice for them, or I can do a hobby, but you've managed to go off and do the things that really, you really care about. And yet also um include other aspects of yourself that you're really great at yeah and i will tell this it took me a good chunk of my 20s to understand what that meant um just because you know we all we, we often be like i am a multitasker i can do all these things and wear many of hats and like yes and but also sort of thing it's how are you managing that time? How what what energies are you giving towards? Like what makes sense? Like what does your personal and professional schedule look like when, when you're trying to handle all these buckets? And I will say this 2020 about damn near killed me. So I had to reassess um what that means and and not give up on who the foundation of who I am. And at the end of the day, I'm an artist. At the end of the day. I am a creative, I am an artist, I am an actor, I am a performer. Uh, That is who I am at the foundation of my core. So I try to use those elements of um, theater and creative mindsets um, to like steward my other work. Yeah. Be it a consultant, be it my full-time job, be it this, because that would that keeps me excited just about life in general. Yeah. Um, so my elements of like art artistry, how I dress, how I present myself in uh, these social media streets. Like I tried to, um, it's who I am. Yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> well, and I, I, think, I think that's I so cool. Away, I thought, I love that you brought that up though. And I, and I, and I want to go back to something. So hopefully I don't forget it, but 
Um, I love that you brought up like you are creative. And so even if like maybe you're not currently acting in this exact moment, you you are not you're allowing your creativity to, to decide how you wear and how you do your hair and like what put you what you put out on social media and I think sometimes people go well if I'm not acting if I'm not painting that I'm not an artist like I, you know and it's like mm-hmm. actually you can be you can actually include that into the life that you're able to live right now um so I I, I just wanted to highlight that um I want to go back because you said like 2020 almost killed you so what I think you know a lot of people might be like yep yeah <laughs> Yes. I had to, I I was like, I remember calling my therapist and I'm like, so I think I'm still in survival mode and we're like nine months into what's never looking like it's going to end. So like, how do I like get out of that gear? Like, what does that look like? So was it because, I mean, I'll let you tell the story, but like, was prioritizing yourself something that was easy for you to do? Or did you like realize like, oh, if I don't do it right now, like what was the linchpin to that? So, okay. So I have to go back to who I was at the top of 2020. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I'm still the same person, but in a different iteration. Um, so at the top of 2020, I was like, Ooh, we got, I was like booking. I had speaking gigs. I had, a uh, uh, auditions coming up and upcoming shows, like speaking at this national, like things are on and popping. And then everything stopped and changed across the world come March. And I, instead of like, at the top of it, taking moments to be like, oh, I guess I should take this as a, as a time to chill. Instead, I took opportunities to like rev mm. and keep going. And so I opened myself up as I was already like shifting some of my content to DEI work before 2020 had, had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was this thing I was already like, oh, let me a shift and change on my content, add some pieces here, this, that, then some. So that when the world was like, oh, wait, racism, or oh, wait, things are crazy. Wow. I'm like, what are you doing that? You should do okay. something about that. Like, you should deal with that. So when that happened, I was like, let me go on and throw my head in the, mm-hmm. in this like bucket of folks for folks to reach out to. And then it was just like, it yeah. was you know people were hiring me for more speaking things and uh more consultation work and I was getting a lot of cool like creative like everyone from the health and fitness world to like local theater companies it was this like broad um things and I hit the ground running mm. and I didn't realize I didn't realize because I'm so used this goes back to my point of of doing everything and like I can handle it by the end of 2020 I was like oh this I'm feeling uncomfortable uh things Mm. are weird so by the end of 2021 is when I was like I can't do this anymore yeah and it was a lot of things it was a lot of things from like this intersectionality standpoint of like, I am a black woman out here trying to teach these predominantly white institutions, why they a hot mess that can get exhausting. Right. <laughs> like that's exhausting on a yeah. personal level, on a, all this stuff on top of just like the triggers of the world that was going on. Right. Cause you're still, you're still who you are in I'm the world. That's going on. Right. Right. In this world that everyone's trying to adjust to on top of that, which then triggers mental health things. And then, now, so it it became, and then I wasn't operating 
from the spaces that I know how I know how to operate. Like mm. I'm like, I know I'm a strong leader. I know I can execute and follow through. And what I didn't recognize is when I can't follow through at my hundred percent authentic dope self and can get people stuff was starting to be a sign of when my depression was kicking in or when my anxiety was kicking in. But I was looking at it as like, oh, I have to do this thing because I have to be seen and validated and bop, 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 bop. So I'm going to say, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to Shonda Rhimes this. Yes, yes, yes. Oprah, yes, yes. Ooh, I remember right? when she, like, I remember when Shonda Rhimes said I had a year of yes. I'm like, that scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> yes, 100%. I was, I was guessing all the things when I should have been telling my ass no. Mm. But I was being driven by this, concept of like because I are I already struggle with that validity and being seen and uh am I good enough and all that Mm -hmm. stuff um but then it was starting to exasperate because now everyone needs a service because everyone is in their own shit and I became the thing that everyone wanted to latch on to not only just professionally but personally as well so it was a lots of pouring yeah lots of getting Lots of doing this, and it started to affect how I was operating at work. It was starting to affect how I was running my own business. It was starting to affect because I was in so many things because I needed to see change and I needed to da da da. And it was the end of 2021. I was I was sitting. I was on a panel for someone, and um, and I said, "I'm done with leading." I don't want to lead anymore. And the other panelist was like, Ooh, I need you to exaggerate. Ex- I mean, please tell me what you mean. I was 100. I don't want to lead anymore. Like, like I, the period. I don't want to explain. <laughs> what yeah, you I, understand? Don't <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be the leader anymore. I don't want to be the strong one anymore. Mm. I want to lead because my heart is pulling me in that direction. Mm. Not because I'm being pulled by these outside societal whatever what the fucks because i now am trying to be or feel the need that this is my space when i'm not taking care of myself and that's what i meant i still want to be a great leader and i still want to do that but i want to be able to have choice and i was so deep into stuff that i forgot what choice meant i forgot what it means to say no um and so all of last year was a hot mess of just like recalibrated my life and yeah <laughs> and then like, hey, you want to come speak in Denver? I was like, do I want to go speak? I was like, you know what? Yes, I do. Let me go do this. But but I love that you like you like took a pause and you asked yourself, do I? Like they're saying, do you? Like you're like, yes. do I? And I think this is really. Yes. First of all, I thank you for sharing. We, we can dive more into that. But like, thank you for sharing all of that stuff because I I think no matter what what people's jobs are or things that they're doing is that it's. It's so easy if words of affirmation are your love language, if the desire to be seen and validated is is there and it can get caught up in, we see it all the time with like people who become celebrities. All of a sudden they become really the wanted person. And then if you don't have the things in place to mm-hmm. keep pouring back into yourself, you just start to feel like everyone's pulling at you. Everyone's picking at you. Everyone's taking from you. And you don't realize that like at some point along the way you stopped making sure you were pouring into yourself. And so like, it sounds like you had to do, like you had to, you had to hit this wall and then kind of go back, which is hard to get to know yourself in a new place. Cause it's been two years of this. And so you're like, well, who am I? 
<laughs> what do I want? <laughs> I would I tell you, I I for myself, I'll be like, oh yes, I can multi, I can do all these things at once. And yes, and I can. I'm a bit. I'm a. I can. I can rock it. I didn't know. I didn't know what my threshold was because mm. I've been so used to you know seeing my mom kicking ass or seeing other uh women that I look up to so my mom's dope and shit but like other people that I see like I personally did not know what my threshold was yeah. until I got there yeah and let me tell you I had folks calling me out on stuff I got into so many challenging conversations it was it came to the point where I couldn't you can't use 2020 as an excuse anymore like it was like I have to own this shit because I created the shit that I didn't even know I created. Mm. And now I'm sitting in this shit, you know, yeah. and have to recalibrate everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. Which, which what feels like I had to recalibrate everything. Yeah. Well, and so what worked for you? Was it like, was it like just literally turning off all the things and going and like saying no to everything or what, how did you recalibrate? Cause I think it's easy to off. I mean, like when you say, when I picture recalibrate, it's like the pendulum swung over here and now you're like, it's going to swing over here. And how did you find center? What was that? What was that like for you? I, I had to, I personally had to pause a lot of things mm -hmm. and I paused everything from, I told you this when we had lunch other day, like I paused the other day. Now, that was definitely a month ago. But. <laughs> it feels, you know what? It what is time anymore? <laughs> um, this, is, this is giving me the the poops. But um, what what I did honestly is I for those watching, yes, I just changed my background on like three different. <laughs> It's a, it's a, you know what, if you're not watching, there's a YouTube channel you can watch yeah. and it, the, and there's a, a, there's a third show because, because Jess is a creator and she is an artist. I, I have to find the moments in the time, but I, think, <laughs> I, I literally had to stop. Yeah. And what was hard about this for me is I stopped engaging with rela friendship relationships that I was always pouring into, mm. which was probably the hardest thing. Cause you're talking to someone who values community but often feels like she doesn't have community so to pause friendships or people that I thought were friendships or community because I felt like I was always the one engaging and I felt always like hey girl let's go do let's go kiki here let's go grab a drink da, da, da. like always giving in I had to stop I was like this is that's exhausting mm -hmm. I um stopped seeking uh clients yeah. Uh, I needed to recalibrate what, do, what service do I actually want to put out into, into this world? Cause I don't, I didn't realize I was going to get stuck in this like anti-racist DEI right. bucket. Yeah. When, when I originally started, my business was to offer professional development for all folks to offer yeah. organizational development, policy, procedural changes, HR support on across the field and then all of a sudden I was like stuck mm -hmm. in this like space when that space was constantly shifting and changing and from pedagogy to ideology and who can say these things again um to that I had to pause that and I took my last client last year in August now I'm not saying Jessica ain't coming back because she is this is what I had to, I had to move first y'all I had to get into a headspace to yeah. figure all that stuff out I only focused on two things for the first time. I focused on my job, my full-time job and myself. 
I needed income. So let me focus on my, my job <laughs> and do that. So I did that. And then in the midst of that, end up have got promoted or not promoted, but got offered a new job in a different organization. And that's where I'm currently at now. I had to focus on that myself and how I was getting income mm-hmm. because I knew I wanted to buy a home at the end of the year. So I was like, that's, that is all the emotions I can offer because I can't give this year. I'm not, I can't, I just yeah. couldn't pour so much. And I was all alone a lot. Yeah. Year. Because also you're, I'm I, I, like, you know, you're a single woman doing this all, which, yeah. is, <laughs> exactly. which I don't know and if I that's did. easier or harder if you had had a partner. Well, <laughs> I told my therapist, I was like, last year was so triggering because it exemplified the fact that I am single. Mm-hmm. Like everything that I and I need to also listeners and folks out here in these streets. Um, I don't need a man. I don't need one. I am a Pisces. I am a water sign. So I welcome all the love and the engagement. And when those things, when I feel those things aren't being fulfilled, it is easy for me to be like, I'm lonely. No one, no one cares about me. Da, 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 all this stuff because I'm not feeling fed in a way that I need to look at what does that actually look like? It doesn't have to come from somebody or things or that, that, that. So I'm a single woman just out here trying to do big kick adulting when at my age, and we're close in age, like I'm, I'm 30, well, I'll be 39 in a month. Okay. I'm, I'm 40 in two weeks. <laughs> like we out here. And mm-hmm. so societally I'm supposed to be married, got some kids, right. Settle down somewhere. Cause these are the images that was told to me as a youth or young mm-hmm. that like by a certain age, this is going to happen. I don't, I never envisioned my life past 35 because by the time I was 35 and my 15 year old brain, actually by the time I was 25 yeah. in my teenage brain, I was like, I done met Bay. We was out here married. We was going to have some kids. I thought I was 30. And I'm like, well, we are 38 and neither of those, none of those things. <laughs> so I don't know what my life is because I never envisioned it. Yeah. Our past as a young person. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because I, one, yes, I just interviewed someone yesterday who's 37 going on 38 and her two daughters are already in college. And I was like, yeah, so see, you did it right. Because like you did it while your body was young. You did it while you had the energy to keep up with them. And now you're going to, you're not even 40 and they're already out of the house. Like it's too late for me. <laughs> Literally. Like, I remember, I remember having a whole conversation with my friend. I was, I was still really close with some people back home in Lansing, Michigan. And I was at her place. We were like 27 by this time. She had a kid on not her second kid. She married, got a home somewhere in somebody's in some suburb back home in Lansing. And she was like, well, do you think you will ever freeze your eggs at 30? 30. My thirties are damn near long ago. So <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I might have to, you know, it's something I can think about. And I never thought about it again. And I, but now here we are. And I'm like, is this something I need to think about? Like, like in seriousness, but 27 me was just thought it was, I didn't think I would even have to be here. Right. I think that's such an interesting, I think, oh my gosh, I, I think 
first of all, wherever you are, it's really easy to go, how did I get here in like a negative way? But yes. like, you can also see it as like the positive side. Like, how did I get here? And like looking at you now, like you're in your condo that you bought, like what a journey that was. And was it easy? No, nothing's fucking easy. Everything is fucking hard. Just so you know, if you can just prepare yourself, you might like actually the hard might be a little lower than your expectation. Go, oh, that was easy. But it's all like, mm-hmm. there's always a challenge. What I think is so important is that from your story, it's like, just really reflecting back on what you want and like having to, I I mean, like so few people would be able to just go, okay, I'm just going to stop that all. Like that is so brave and courageous and hard. <laughs> There's like, oh, people might think, oh, she just stopped everything. Well, that's the easy thing. No, that is like the hardest thing. Cause you had to like tell people no, all of a sudden you had to go to a year of no, basically. And then really get clear on like, what do I want? And, and for you, it's like, I want a house at the end of this year. So I'm going to do that. And that's a challenge on all its own. Just to be a single person buying anything. And also as a married couple, if you work for yourself, everyone, no one wants to sell you a fucking house. No one does. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the home buying aspect is a whole topic of itself. It was, but you are, you are, yes. Last year was me really being like, I actually don't feel like going out or I'm actually really sad and in a negative space right now, or mm-hmm. I have a dark cloud over me. I don't think I need to be in anybody's mm-hmm. space of community. Um, I, I mean, I auditioned for two shows last year, two. And one of them put me in a dark space mm-hmm. because I got this dance call and I, I get called in to do the show at one of the theater companies here. And um, I'm like, dope. I'm like, hey, can you come in for this role? We bought the BAM. Here's your side. Sing this thing. Dot, dot, dot. So I go in, sing the ditty. We do the dance call. And I, in the middle of the dance call, I'm like watching myself dance. And I was like, who is that? Like, just, I physically could not. I was like, is that? I was like, oh, oh. Here we go. And so down the self-deprecative journey that I went when I got home. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I am mentally, physically ready to be back out here in these audition streets because I don't feel good about myself. And that was at that moment, I was like, realize I don't feel good about myself mm. at all. Physically, mentally, everything. Yeah. And um even in the, like, it was, I was out of breath. It was like all this, like, uh, and I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be auditioning if I don't feel good in front of the camera, in front of the creative team. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing for me. That's a hot, well, I mean, for anybody who's a creative for sure. Yeah. I mean, also like, I think, I think it's good that you actually did the audition because you you got yeah. to see like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And also here's more, like, here's the work that I need to be doing for myself. What, <laughs> what did it take? Because I, some people might just take that as a sign, like I'm done. I'm hanging my acting hat up or I'm hanging that thing up. Like, what no. was it that you were able to do for yourself to get past that? Because, because now, I mean, I feel like you're auditioning again, like you're doing stuff again. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what was, what was the, what was the work that you did to help you like, get good with yourself. Cause that's the thing that I've, most people listening, if you aren't good with you, like it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> you can manifest whatever exactly. you want, but if exactly. you're not, if you're not aligned, it's not gonna work out. I had to, and then I ended up going on a, I got called it for another show at the end of last year, actually. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I think what I, what I know I needed to do is a few things. I need, I needed to figure out what was my relationship to art making in this city again, mm-hmm. because I am no longer a bushy-eyed, 20-something-year-old 
like, you know, like, oh my God, out of college, I'm going to audition for everything. I'm going to book this thing. Booked and blessed and busy and booked and all those things. I was like, I don't know if that's in my ministry. <laughs> but so I had to really figure out what my relationship is to art making and what it, what bring, what's, what makes me excited. And so instead of letting that happen, I went on and produced a little one woman show and got my friend and my band together and did a show in February at one of the theater places, the cabaret connection piece. I did that. And that was very scary for me because at that point I hadn't done, I haven't one played with these guys in almost two years. I hadn't done a show like, like I haven't been in a band and did my covers and do the things I usually do. And about three years at that point mm. and I, my dumb ass was like well let me do 14 songs uh <laughs> yeah. I was exhausted by the end of that thing vocally physically all the thing and I was like I'm glad I did it but it also was like here here's just another space I need to make sure that I'm working on mm-hmm. um it's a craft of of theater and and music and monologues and all that stuff it's a muscle and if yeah. you don't nourishing it you can lose it but for me I don't want to lose it I just have to make sure that I'm mentally and physically ready. Yeah. Academically and learning and dot, 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 that's fine. But am I the person who has to go put themselves out there in front of people ready? Um, and start ready because of how one is feeling about how I'm feeling about myself. So I, you know, I started to think about what does this mean as a, as an artist? Right. And so and I'm still in that journey right now. Like, I do have, like, I have an audition this weekend and like, I'm yeah. doing the thing because it's part of who I am. But I'm also like, what does this digital world look like? What does, um, you know, embracing these other aspects that I've always wanted to dabble in? Like, what does it mean for me to do that? Writing, I'm trying to write more. Yeah. Uh, or short stories or mostly short stories um, and personal pieces and essays, like, that's where I'm trying to tap in and just kind of go back to basics and like heal. I feel like, I feel like people, they don't give uh, the credit towards back to the basics. Cause like getting Mm -hmm. like the basics are there as a foundation for a reason. And also they really help you understand like where you are. Like it's kind of like a, like a, a pin and a map. It's like, Oh, this is where I'm at. Oh, I got a little too far away. Oh, ah, I forgot that one. And what I hear you saying is they're asking yourself a lot of questions and what, um, when you ask yourself questions and I think it was our first guest ever, Joanna, um, she, Joanna Vargas was like questions. You got to put a question mark on it because it changes how you actually engage with the information that's going on. You're not putting like, if you put a period on it, like I'm an actress period, but that's like, that's it, right? Like, it's kind of like, it's very drawn in cement, but if you put, um, what does being an actress mean to me? What does being an artist, what does being a writer mean to me? It allows you to really get to know yourself in a way that allows you to filter in what you're going to say yes and no to. Yes. Yes. And, it, and that's like a glimpse of like what my therapist and I would like work on. It's like, what are you aligned with? What are you, is this, this thing, feeds you does this thing align with your morals does it align with your values are you just saying yes this to say yes are you saying this because you think there's some level of validity to it like who are you trying to vet like who are you trying to impress and sometimes I had to constantly ask myself that question like okay Jessica why are you doing this who are you trying to impress who are you trying where are you trying to gain validation from like because if it's for that or them or this person then it ain't for you like it's my 
then you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to chase this space to be valid in. Um, uh, drop the mic I, there like that <laughs> like that is like that's like the, the best question anyone can remember from this entire episode like who are you trying to impress because it has to be you at some point if you're like oh i mean th- th- then then you're not you're not doing it from a space of authenticity and you're not doing it from the foundation of you as a human in person mm-hmm. and that's what i'm trying to get back to mm-hmm. i'm still the same person i'm still going to be multifaceted i'm still going to I can still can multitask. Like <laughs> I'm a boss bitch. Like that's just what I do. Like I, I can still do these things, but I have to get back to basics to rebuild some of these structural things that I had put in the place for my life. Mm. And <laughs> which is funny because then I'm like, once I can like figure that out, maybe we'll add this like dating thing back into the same <laughs> because like right now we ain't doing nothing. I literally just did a TikTok because these girlies he'd be on TikTok who be getting bedazzled to be out here and be using TikTok as a dating app. I was like, I don't know in my ministry. I'm going to be on the internet. I'm growing locks right now. My hair is a hot, it'd be crazy whenever I want. I don't put on makeup all the time. Now we don't go out. Your girl going to go out. I, I can, I am cute. Okay. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. like, I've seen you go day. out. You look amazing. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be just a painting in anyone else's perception. I want you to get, I just want to be Jessica at the end of the day. And if I have to constantly ask myself, well, who is this for? And if I say me, green light. But if I have to go through a whole list of the who's and why's and who does this benefit, then it ain't, it ain't for me anymore. Um, and so that's, that is my hope, want, and wish for myself for 2023. It's just to kind of get back to basics, just to like, I ain't got to come in 2023 hot off the press. Like I'm going to slow and ease into this. Oh, me uh, too. That's what, that's how I'm doing. I'm, this is, so this is how y'all I'm, this is how I eased in. Cause this is probably coming out well after January. So, uh, when we're recording it, but I decided I'm taking the first week of every year off. Like I'm just. So I take the last three weeks of the year. I mean, I still work because I go on tour, but like I'm hanging out in a van most of the time playing a video game. So it's not that hard. But the first week, because you want to know what? No one else is actually ready to get started anyways. So why am I like making myself available for that? And I loved it. I went to the spa and I was with my girlfriends. I was like, this is how every year should start. Scrub the skin off. (laughs) It was so great. And so another thing I do because my birthday is at the end of January, I always told people like, if I make any goals for a year at the beginning of the year, which we, Brad and I will typically do around the first day, I'm like trying them on the whole month. I'm not like hitting it hard. I'm just trying to, because when my birthday comes, I'm like, how did those goals feel? Do we make some adjustments? And then I'd like to tell people this, do you know how many new years there are in a year? There is the actual first day of the year, which should not be in the middle of winter, in my opinion. Pretty sure historically it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was the Roman Empire that changed that. But there's the Chinese New Year. There's also a Khmer New Year. There's an India New Year. There are New Years and all these different cultures that you can go, you know what? I'm starting the year over right now. You can just do that. <laughs> it's okay. 100%. So. 100. I don't have time. I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move however I need to move. I'm big grown. <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. I am big grown and I can make my own doggone decisions and decide when I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z. Why? Because I, I want to show up as the best. I know it's so cliche. Cliche statement coming in three, two, one. Um, I want to show up to be the best version of me. Yeah. 
And that means so much for me. And so I need to do that because at the end of the day, I'm getting older. My, my parents are getting older. My dreams aren't dying, but windows of time are starting to get smaller for me to do the things that I want to do. And I'm still fucking young. And so I have time to shift and change and all that. And, and I still have time, but don't have time. Yeah. And I want to just be who my little 12 year old self thought she would be. And that's from physical to work to this, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to know what it means to show up as who I've always envisioned myself to be. Mm. However, that has manifested because I might not be on Broadway right now winning a Tony or out here getting any other accolades. And I'm saying that because I'm also not saying those things cannot happen. Yeah. Freaking key from everything all at once, who was a Goonie and uh and Indiana Jones just fucking got his first Golden Globe after 20 plus years. Did you saying- see did you see Jennifer Coolidge accept her Golden Globe? Yes. Oh Jennifer my God. We, we've known like, her since we were little kids and she was MILF. Right. But like, but like, she's like, she's like, and I just kept doing those replays. I just kept doing them. And, and, and now my neighbors talk to me. I told one of my good friends, I was like, I'm about to have my Tina Turner come back. And she came back in her forties. Yeah. So like, let me, let me do me. You do you. Am I the business that serves you? Like, you ain't got to be in my business. I ain't got to be in yours. And we going to keep it Gucci. And you're going to, like, live your life how you need to live it. And I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do while you're doing your business? I'm going to support you. I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to say, go forth. Live your best life. What you need from me? How can we support one another? That's what I'm going to do. Oh. Because I will have shit. I ain't rocking a heel in my 80s like Tina Champ. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Jess, we could keep going, but what I, I, but I, I just have to say like, thank you for sharing your journey because I, I, I feel like so many people listening right now feel so seen because they have been trying to like make it look like they're doing all the things, right. They're doing all the things. It's like, actually everybody is just fucking trying hard to do the best they can. And that is, if you are doing it for you, that's so important. We're going to take a quick break find out how people can find you, follow you, you know, get to support you and what you're doing. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the past three years, we've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed with water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel totally energized. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Yeah, and you're probably wondering, like, how can you actually do it? No exceptions. I know you guys travel all the time. You've got a lot going on. You're running three businesses. Here's the deal. It's because it's that simple. So when we're at home, after I walk by own, and sometimes August, because sometimes he comes, I open up the fridge, I pull out the dog sweat food and the AG1. I pour my AG1, and if Brad's up, I'll pour his too. And then I give the dogs their food and we have this morning breakfast with all of our nourishing vitamins and minerals that we need to kickstart our day together as a family. But when we're traveling, what I love so much is these travel packs and they make it so easy to make sure that especially on the road when it's the hardest to get nutrition needs met, like it is impossible. I'm constantly like, is there a salad? Is there a bowl? Like, can I add more veggies to this Thai food? 
but I know because I'm AJ1 in the morning, I am set to go. And it really does make us feel like we're doing things that are healthy for ourselves even when we hit the road. So you cannot make a mistake with AG1. It makes it really easy no matter how busy your life is or maybe your life is simple and you're gonna add something extra simple to it. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you wanna take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Jess, where do you like to hang out? Which is uh, the social medias? You got a website. Where can people work with you? Oh my gosh, where do I hang out? <laughs> well, if you're in Chicago, hit me up. Let's grab some, let's kiki, have a drink, drink. Uh, but uh, you can follow me on my, out here on these social media streets. Um, on this side, of, on one part of the internet, you can find me on Instagram at uh, j.journey. That is J D O T J O. Can I spell J D O T J O U R N E Y? Yeah. Um, so the AI journey. Um, out here on these on the other end of the internet, so on the TikTok, you can find me at Jess Van. It's a bunch of S's. Wonderful. Um, and then Van. Um, you can hit me up on my website if you like. You know what? She'd be kind of dope to work with. Just go to JessVanCreates.com um, and just like shoot me a little. Hey, 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 here's how you found me. And we can figure out how whatever support you need on the organizational level or one-on-one support. I do coaching in some capacity, just mainly on like uh, just navigating workspaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's real. Um, as well as just like, what does it mean to find your joy? And how do, pretty much what I do, I like to embed on all the folks that that is your, that that's your ministry to come forth. Uh, and those are really my, my, my website, my socials. Oh, on LinkedIn too. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm over there too. That's so great. Um, People are like, are you on LinkedIn? I'm like, I think my team has me on there. Yes. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn over there. I think I'm just fan over there too. Um, and are you still hosting your podcast? Are you dropping episodes with that? So fun fact. Thanks for bringing that up. I do have a podcast, Tom Fuller and shenanigans. Are you surprised? I am not. Um, so you can hit that up. Listen to season one. I am actually this year as part of my uh, restart and rebuild and foundational is the goal is to bring that back by the end of the year. Um, so that season two is actually be up top of next year. So uh, that whole production process will start to come through, but go see what we did over in season one. It was a good time. Um, it was in the height of a lot of things. So there's some very pertinent conversations that happened, but yeah, Tom Fuller and shenanigans on most of all your platforms. Apple, Spotify. We'll have all the links, uh, in the show notes, make it real easy for y'all as you are listening to this. Okay. Before I let you go bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted steps that people can take to be it till they see it. What action steps do you have for our listeners? I'm going to say this. This is going to be very cliche because that's the real thing. So some actionable things that you can do is rest. Oh, Rest. Oh, we haven't had that one. That's so good. (laughs) Listen to your body. Rest. Veg when you need to veg. Watch TV to disassociate if you need to, if that's what you need to like. Because at the end of the day, we are we are vessels. 
and it needs to be filled. And some of the strongest things that we need to do is fill it is rest and to feed our brains what we need to come back strong. So just rest, mm. chill out, breathe, listen to your body. It's okay. You ain't got to get up at four o'clock in the morning if your body's like, you know what? I need this little extra hours. Mm-hmm. Just rest. Oh. That is the best. I'm that is so great. I love to hear what these exercises are because I'm always like, what are the people gonna say? And like that one, haven't had rest on there. So thank you for always being unique yeah. and wonderful in my life. I am so grateful to know you and have this conversation with you. Y'all, how are you going to use these tips in your life? What resonated? Make sure you tag j.journey on Instagram or on the TikTok thing. You can tag her as Jess and we'll have those links and the be it pod. Let us know. Cause we want to know how you're being it till you see it. Thank you so much for being here, Jess and for everyone listening and until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can't. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi, and you can use my discount code 
Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.